Good morning once again, dear brothers and sisters. And again, I'm Bishop Rex Andrew Alarcon. I come from the Philippines, from Daet Camarines Norte. I am one of the youngest bishops in the Philippines, and I am currently the chairman of the Episcopal Commission on Youth. Thus, I come in the name of the young people. And I reiterate my gratitude to Father Perry and you, dear brothers and sisters, the parish community, for welcoming me and sharing this Eucharist with you is a blessing. In 1995, more than 25 years ago, I was a young seminarian when Pope John Paul II visited the Philippines for the World Youth Day. In one of the masses, he visited our seminary. During that mass, he addressed us seminarians and he said, do not be afraid to love. Love will have its demands on you. But do not be afraid. Jesus himself will be your reward. I kept these words in my heart. And thanks be to God, I became a priest. I was ordained in 1996. And I was blessed to be in Rome in the year 2000, the Jubilee year. I had once again the chance to meet the Holy Father, the person who promoted the World Youth Day. I did not expect to become a bishop, but I was ordained three years ago. When the bishop's conference was choosing for the bishop in charge of the youth, maybe because I was the youngest, they chose me. But a week before coming to the United States, I received a sad news that one of our former students, I was director of a school, a little school, one of our students jumped off the building from the 16th floor. It was tragic. It is difficult to understand. He was a very promising young person. Such event again made me realize the great importance of youth ministry and care for the young. Many of us may not easily understand our young people. Pope Francis, however, reminds us that the young are not simply the future. They are the now of the church. The Commission on the Youth, which I represent, animates, provides training and formation for youth ministers for the 86 dioceses in the Philippines and 25 national youth organizations. Thus, this work redounds to the welfare of the youth in the different dioceses and youth organizations in the Philippines. During this pandemic, many of our young people, as it happened with you, could not go out of their homes. Majority of our young people, our people are poor, they do not have stable gadgets nor internet connection. And face-to-face -face classes is just beginning in the Philippines. And this has affected our young people. Despite this, it was also encouraging to see our young people take active roles in the parishes, especially with the use of social media. The commission which I had provided and continues to provide formation trainings for youth ministers, especially this time of pandemic. At one point, I was trying to distance myself from youth ministry because it, 
appeared tiring and consuming. One does not immediately see the results when you work with young people. And young people appear to be messy, noisy, disorganized, and demanding. Yet the circumstances of my life would always lead me to young people. You know, I, I, I studied in a little school near the parish. It's a parochial school. It's a very small school, but it is 75 years old. And this very small school has produced more than 75 priests, and I am the third of the four bishops. Very small school, no? And you know, there was a little surprise of this, during this visit of mine. Last week, I visited Bishop Alex Aklan, the auxiliary bishop here. And when I greeted him and said, come in, I, I would like to show you something. And when he showed me his office, the first thing that he showed me was, he said, look, this room is where John Paul II rested when he was tired after the travel. So that was significant for me because John Paul II is my inspiration and he was promoter of World Youth Day. Then two days ago, I was in a convent of the RGS sisters. And then after seeing the, the convent, they brought me to a chapel and they pointed to a chair and they said, this chair was used by John Paul II. What a surprise. And the family that I visited here, they were my companions when we attended the canonization of John Paul II. For me, this is significant. It is encouragement for the work with young people. Dear brothers and sisters, the gospel for this Sunday reminds us of the need to be vigilant. Gird your loins, light up your lamps, and be like servants who await their masters return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. And what is it to be vigilant? Dear brothers and sisters, vigilance is doing good and being good in season or out of season. It is striving to be kind, generous, patient, understanding, compassionate, in good times or in bad, in the worst or in the best of times, in summer or in winter. Vigilance is helping giving, whether in poverty or in plenty, whether in abundance or difficulty. The problem with us more often is we would usually do things based on our moods, Maybe it is better to pray if I'm in the mood. Maybe it is better to help if I'm in the mood or if I am rich. Maybe it's better to do this when I'm in the mood. But the trouble is, we are not always in the mood. You know, if you ask your children to clean the house, wash the dishes, if they're in the mood, you know what happens, no? So, thus, thus, to love, loving is not based on moods. It is a decision, it is a commitment, and such is love. It is vigilant, it is doing good whatever the circumstances are. Thus, vigilance is love that is consistent, constant, and coherent. Consistent, it is love that is felt, that is love that is felt not only in one aspect, aspect of one's lives, but we strive that in all aspects of our lives, 
we do love, not only in church, not only with the family, but in other circumstances as well. Constancy, it is being kind, being patient, not only for one moment or a few moments of our lives, but in striving every moment of our lives that we do good. It is coherent because it is not selective. It is connected. Vigilance is devoted love. It is following Jesus whatever the circumstances are. And these are qualities of faith. Such quality of faith is illustrated by St. Paul as he describes the faith of Abraham. Abraham, who had great faith when he was asking for a child, but he demonstrated the same faith even when it seemed that God was taking back what he has given. Such great faith. The same faith, perseverance, and consistency is needed in rearing the young and leading our children. We need to be consistent with our words and example. There is a saying, the children, the young, they close their ears to advice, but they open their eyes to example. When we were hit by the pandemic, we were anxious about we were to support our youth ministry. But it was very encouraging that the Los Angeles Mission Cooperative Plan was willing to help us even if we could not do the appeal personally. But today, I have come to seek your support, your prayers, and your financial support in person. I invite you to help us in our mission. I have come to assure you that your donation will be a contribution to mission, and the good that you do today with God's grace will make ripples. It will be part of your heavenly investment as Jesus admonishes us in the gospel. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for yourselves that do not wear out. Money bags that do not wear out. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. My dear brothers and sisters, when we give alms, when we do good things to our neighbor, when we help the needy, welcome the stranger, visit the sick, attend to the wounded, when we do good to others, especially our children, our grandchildren, when you spend for their education, your money does not go to the bank. Neither are you making a financial investment. But be consoled. You are making a heavenly investment. You are depositing for that heavenly treasure, an inexhaustible treasure. Your financial support will push, inspire, make possible, ensure the training of our young people, especially our youth ministers, so that the youth themselves can be ministers to their fellow young people. We pray and hope that our young people will one day become bearers of God's love, of God's joy and hope, as we dream of a missionary church, a church that goes out, a church that sets forth. Thus, I have also come not, not only to ask for your support, but I have come as a missionary to proclaim to you, dear brothers and sisters, the truth that Jesus is alive, that God loves you, he forgives you, and to the young people, that Jesus can be your friend that Jesus accepts us for who we are. 
More than 25 years ago, I was just a young seminarian. Now with God's grace and mercy, I am a young bishop called to work with the young. I, am a, I can say I'm a fruit of the goodness of many whom I do not even know personally. I testify to the truth and to the fact that the good that we do today, no matter how small, with God's grace and mercy, will make a lot of good, will make a difference in the lives of others. I have come to say thank you to you, the Archdiocese of Los Angeles, the faithful of this parish, you dear brothers and sisters, to Father Perry. I pray that the, kind, the kindness, the generous gesture you do today and each day will become heavenly treasures that will not be exhausted. I thank you for your welcome, your kindness and generosity. May God bless you.